Hey, white boy, I got some cocaine for you. Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. I'm joined on a stormy summer evening with none other than Podking fan favorite Ian Dixon. Hello, hello. There was a fierce and unholy storm. A lot of rain all at once. I went to the grocery store and back in this rain. When I left, it was hard. I got to about eight mile, a few miles away. There was no rain at all. Mm-hmm. Blue skies, dry eyes. So I figured, oh, it was just a squall. Mm-hmm. I come back, merge off the highway. The rain came back, and with a vengeance, I drove my nitro right through a puddle that engulfed me completely in water. I thought I was underwater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is it. Dead. <laughs> When you go underwater and you're engulfed in water and you're submerged, mm-hmm. there's little hammers that break the glass. Yeah. Like it's a diamond pointed hammer. Mm-hmm. I don't have that. Yeah. So I was like, whoop. <laughs> I'm done. But I eventually emerged by moment, sheer momentum. Mm-hmm. Come back to Scott Cast Island. It's Scott Cast Island because there's like th- at least a foot of water around the entire property. Turns out there's all sorts of trash. Yeah. <laughs> in the sewers mm-hmm. or in the drain pipes. Yeah. I think the Hamtramck Avengers have been using the dumpsters for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. They keep throwing out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> so that it gets not a nice, good, hollow sound when they tackle perps against it. Yeah. Like that. So they were relying on it more for aesthetics than for functionality. Yeah. They were born of a podcast, which means they need to make the reference at all costs. (laughs) Doesn't matter the narrative. As long as there's a little bit of a relation to a grander narrative, Mm -hmm. that's the play you make. Podcasting is a sport, I say. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be the first Olympic podcast team. We should be. <laughs> it's the only way we'll get the proper recognition. We got a pod for America, Ian. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but what does America need more than another uh, egotistical mouthpiece? Anything. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that would be what we promote is uh, the balance against the ego that you provide. Mm-hmm. After all, you are the pod king at this point. Like, would you submit yourself through Olympic trials? Would you podcast on behalf of America, man? Maybe. I would have to have more faith in America. Itself? Like, you you can't, like, be glorious as, like, the you can't be the most glorious thing about America? I don't know that I would want to associate myself with that if that was my goal I'd rather just pod for pod's sake and be me that's why you're the pod king yeah I don't think I'd participate in the Olympics either and it's not just social pressure Mm -hmm. it just sounds like uh, way too heathenistic for me maybe in my 20s I would have participated in the whole Olympic village thing but 
It's 2020. I'm 30. Mm-hmm. And the idea of a bunch of gross 20-something athletes canoodling together from all around the world in one cesspool is the worst thought <laughs> I could ever have. It's the most disgusting thing. You could watch that uh, that movie John Waters directed with the person ate the poo mm-hmm. and then think of the Olympics village that occurs every Olympics of all those young athletes canoodling together. It's like pink flamingos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's about I the same. I could see that, yeah. Same disgust level. Yeah. And that happened in 2020. Yeah. It's biohazard. Mm-hmm. I want to participate with that. I like to participate in good, clean fun. That's right. And to celebrate that good, clean fun, we're ending our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we're ending our Patreon and replacing it with something better. We're replacing it with Scottcast City, mm-hmm. which is a free membership tier. That also has an option to contribute and receive a bounty of Scott coins mm-hmm. each month. So we're cutting out the middleman. Cutting out the middleman. You can donate or you can just listen for free. There are ways you can get bonus pots, all that kind of stuff for free. As long as you interact with the site and listen to the pod enough. But also, you can get merch. Hell yeah. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> Didn't have music for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I replaced the music in the soundboard with a sound that we needed last episode. So it's kind of like a little game I'm playing with the soundboard mm-hmm. where I'm like, what do we need for this episode? So this episode, everybody, be on the lookout for a moment that requires this sound. If you think we missed it, write in. Still on a loop. (laughs) (laughs) That was the moment. Yeah, (laughs) that was quick. (laughs) Thank you, sound effect. That's going to be a hard record to beat. (laughs) Turns out it's just a ploy to get people to contact us. Mm. Sometimes I feel like we're, we're humanity and we're reaching out to an alien civilization beyond with our podcast and they're like pretending not to see us yeah <laughs> they're just like ignore transmission uh, ignore. Sky again. you know humanity is pretty good but this guy <laughs> he's the reason we don't go down there and just give them our technology fuck this guy on related news david lynch has been doing a daily update mm-hmm. we both watched it he's doing the weather yeah It's been pretty good weather in L.A. recently. I think that's pretty standard for L.A. Like, well, it's sunny again. Hot and sunny. I feel like that's why, like, even in the worst of times, I hear people complaining who live in L.A., and I'm just like, get over it. (laughs) There's, like, no, no end to my lack of sympathy. Yeah with LA problems because they've got LA weather. I'm that jealous. Mm-hmm. We're in Michigan. We get a sliver of that weather between summer and winter mm-hmm. on either end each year. A sliver amounts to probably four weeks of good weather. Everything else is wild swings. Yeah. This week we're hot as balls. 
with <laughs> flash floods. <laughs> That's a good David Lynch impression. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't be doing the weather report if he lived in Michigan. That's for sure. It would be way too stressful. He yeah. clearly does the weather report so that he can say he published something, something daily, which I respect. Yeah. The choice of like just talking about the weather at a desk every day is a little genius. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm biased because it's David Lynch and it's like, whatever he does, you just look at it and then you say, that's genius. And then you try to explain it. Mm -hmm. That's my personal equation whenever I interact with David Lynch. Yeah. He does the daily weather because he wants to do something daily, Mm -hmm. but he doesn't want to do something stupid like the Scott take where I actually have to come up with an opinion every day. Right. (laughs) He's smarter than that. (laughs) He knows nobody wants to hear his opinion every day. And so he does the weather. Mm-hmm. I'm a little jealous. Would you do a weather report every day? A Michigan weather report? Uh, probably not. No? Like, but like as a creative exercise. Here's my defense of adopting something daily as a creative exercise. Because mm-hmm. I've been doing the Scott take. Right. Maybe this doesn't translate to other daily things. Maybe it doesn't even translate to the weather report by David Lynch. Mm-hmm. But when you do something daily... And you like make yourself do it. You're training yourself to get better at like, like just having ideas, mm-hmm. just accepting the idea generating process. Because the idea isn't you're going to have a good idea. I would say most Scott takes are only good because like I concentrate the topic so small. Yeah. Otherwise, they're just prattling. Like if you. Put like six, seven Scott takes together. It's just me prattling on and on and on. <laughs> With a little musical break every five minutes. Yeah. But point is, uh, I feel like I've been getting better at like just having more ideas. And when you have more ideas, you have better ideas. Mm. Because it's like a lottery of right. ideas. It's like the law of averages. Are, are you a 1% good idea haver? Then you're going to need to think of 100 things yeah. before you... Think of what to do. Yeah. Every time, you know, I feel like that's a fixed rate for most people. Mm. I've measured my number of ideas I need mm-hmm. before I have a good one. 3,892. <laughs> really? Yeah. How did you arrive at that? Well, I cataloged all the ideas using AI technology, put it in an Excel spreadsheet, and then I sent a survey out to 50,000 people sampled based on the census data Mm -hmm. who all interpreted my responses. One out of 3,892 responded, (laughs) this was a good idea. Mm -hmm. It was binary too. Good idea bubble was really big. (laughs) Maybe that's why it's too much effort to color it in. Flawed survey. Yeah. But that just means you're going to be hearing a lot more Scottcast every Sunday morning. Mm. So we're on a schedule now. We're on a schedule now, yeah. And we're really ahead of schedule, like a week ahead. So we got a few current events we're talking about, but it's going to be old news by the time y'all hear it. (laughs) Listen to Scottcast, (laughs) y'all. So before we move past David Lynch, Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to... Listen to one of the weather reports, you know, get me in that mood, that space, you know, 
draw from him as inspiration through our pod. Let's do it. So here is the weather for today in L.A. As predicted by David Lynch himself. Good morning. It's July 10, 2020. And once again, it's a Friday. Here in L.A., got the early morning fog and clouds, but all this should burn away very quickly, bringing us blue skies and golden sunshine. Right now, it's around 61 degrees Fahrenheit, 16 Celsius. This afternoon, it should go up to around 85 degrees Fahrenheit, 29 degrees Celsius. Blue skies and golden sunshine will be with us all the way. Everyone, have a great day. That just feels so good. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even live in that area, but I feel like I'm there now. Yeah. If a David Lynch's world is that good, it's that good. And did you notice how flowery he got with it? Mm -hmm. You know, the fog burns away. Golden sunshine. Golden sunshine. It's the value of a daily regimen. Mm-hmm. Without that, would he be so good at telling about the weather? I bet his first weather report was crap. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. Really hitting the ground running today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying a Fussy IPA Odd Side Ale in honor of the first beer brewed by Odd Side Ales in 2010. So it's a commemorative uh, beer. How you liking that beer? The label is Squiggles. Mm-hmm. Tastes like a pine tree with snow sublimating on the lowest branches. Mm. A squirrel ran past, but it didn't touch the tree. It merely ran under for cover. Mm. So it's got a winter feel? It's the site of a massacre <laughs> from long ago. Mm. The spirits remain. Let me try some more. <laughs> Now it tastes like Kool-Aid. Cool. Wow. That was a quite a journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, My palate uh, changes. Hang in with the, the classic uh, summer brew from Bell's, a good old Oberon ale. Ooh. And it, uh, give it a little sip here. I mean, you know what Oberon tastes like. It's... <laughs> I was expecting like a, like an overtly flowery description. <laughs> Blue skies and golden sunshine. There we go. The weather in LA is Oberon right now. Yeah. I, I don't know what's like my beer. <laughs> That's a singular experience. Good good job on odd side. Yeah. You know. They make good stuff. Sticking with the Michigan beers today. I'm trying to keep it Michigan. Yeah. Regional kind of thing. Because my brother, he's a regional brewer mm-hmm. himself. He's got that rural pull. Yeah. People come by. They want his beer. They're like, Mark. That's his name. Mark. What you got there? <laughs> and he says, I'd go for the wheat. And the guy's like, sure, I'll take that. <laughs> and he does that all the time. Nice. Complete strangers. 
Here's the problem with it. Mm-hmm. He interacts with people all the time. Even in these days of COVID, like people come in, socially distanced, they're responsible. It's Nebraska. Mm-hmm. There's four people there. If someone coughs, they know. <laughs> if he told everybody he met about Scott Cass, mm-hmm. we'd be booming. Yeah. We'd be the most popular podcast in that town. We might already be. <laughs> But he could really pour some kerosene on that. Yeah. Or some other form of accelerant suitable for the metaphor. If you had a brewery, where would you put the Scottcast logo? Like, as an ad. Put it on the growler, maybe? I think we'd have, like, our own Scottcast brew. We would uh, feature that shit. Oh, I should collaborate with them. Make a Scottcast ale. Like, I want it to taste like a massacre happened here. (laughs) (laughs) But a long time ago, so there's like squirrels around now and it's okay. (laughs) I just send them like, put this in a, put this odd side ale in a can. Put my label on it. Sell it for $7. I would like the psychedelic experience. Yeah. I would like them to go through the the history of Scott cast in a sip, mm-hmm. you know, it's orange, the can, but the flavor starts with the little, uh, necrophilia. <laughs> I'm not saying you're going to become a necrophile. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, but it will show you the way of the digital infinity. The digital infinity. Ooh, the digital infinity. It's my favorite concept. I think It is the reason why I'm so obsessed with the things I get obsessed with. When I was a high schooler, I was obsessed with playing guitar. Then I was obsessed with writing songs and lyrics. Then I was obsessed with writing. And now I'm obsessed with podcasting. All of these are expressions of language. Mm -hmm. The digital infinity is the concept that language is digital and that there are only so many sounds we can make, but... The expressions therein are infinite. Mm -hmm. We can order these things in whatever way and an infinite amount of possibilities exists for what we say and express. Yeah. I'm going to build a Scottcast robot that has this built in. Do you think that's possible? Or do you think it's too tied into our animal side uh i think our animal side is what makes that stuff meaningful when we pod there's a human experience about it connection that would be lost with a an ai well the human side i suppose would just be the listener we're communicating experiences or thoughts that we have and i don't know that those could be replicated in an authentic way by a robot that's fair like, if the source is from our animal experience within the physical world, and everything we say is, is made up by that and comes from that, that's the source. Mm-hmm. So if a computer was doing it, the source would be like a computer bitching like I bitch about life things, but right. about computer things. <laughs> like, it'll pronounce RAM wrong. Right. My ROM's been full for five days because you keep the Chrome tab open. 
That's the whole podcast. <laughs> Who needs 78 tabs at once? You've got Facebook open 12 times. Yeah, so I think... Uh, yeah, it would just kind of get lame at that point. Mm-hmm. People don't want to hear that shit. They want to hear the real, raw, esoteric stuff. They want to hear Scott Cast filtered through our lens, mm-hmm. which isn't so much a lens like glass, but a lens like the meat of our human bodies. <laughs> meat lenses. Yeah. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> And speaking of lenses, mm-hmm. I, I got to disclose this. I can't tell too many details, but I'm so excited about this possibility. Mm-hmm. Sibel might. There's talks. And there may be a situation where she, quote unquote, hires me to be a personal assistant. Mm. And she happens to be photographing none other than Eminem. Mm-hmm. I could be like a fly on the wall. Nice. Or a wallflower kind of creature. You know, a ge- one of those geckos that that stick to the wall and blend in. Yeah. Like a chameleon. You know, I'll hold a bag of lenses, hence the connection. <laughs> that would be a good opportunity to... Well, it wouldn't, but it would be a fun opportunity if, if it wasn't like super awkward to test out our idea we had before the pod. Speaking of lenses again, <laughs> give other people the opportunity to be a fly on the wall <clears throat> with your camera helmet, <laughs> <laughs> but just don't say anything about it and like, see how he reacts. <laughs> yeah. Like get this guy the fuck out of here. No, I'm no, I'm assistant to the photographer. It's just, just what we do. <laughs> <laughs> so the idea was like, I wanted to do a video pod with Ian, but like a cool video pod with like a cool setup, like something different. So I was like, okay, let's put helmets on and duct tape cameras. <laughs> I've got them. We've got helmets. Let's just do it. Maybe next week we'll do a helmet episode. Yeah. And maybe if uh, Sabelle doesn't leave me forever. <laughs> I'll wear a camera helmet fawning over Eminem. Yeah. Sabelle said I can't say things. Yeah, well. <laughs> Which is fair. <laughs> That's a good precaution. Like, hey, he wouldn't be the first celebrity to call you an idiot. Yeah, right? <laughs> Eminem, Lloyd, <laughs> Ming. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Randy, at some point, I don't know, he's Canadian, though. Yeah. There's no limits to how nice they are. They are. So I did an experiment, mm-hmm. a little experiment. This guy tweeted that uh, if you're on Twitter and you're addicted to Twitter, you're obsessed about this issue. Mm-hmm. Obsessed. Everyone knows it. And I was also obsessed with this issue. Then he goes on to say, if you're not addicted to Twitter, you literally don't care about this. So I was like, hmm, interesting. Let me experiment. And I sent a link to you, Sabal. David and Drew mm-hmm. to this open letter signed by like 30, you know, mawkish kind of writers. And Noam Chomsky was one of them, yeah. JK Rowling. Mm-hmm. And like, it's just a, like about cancel culture, right? They're right. really against it. Yeah. Everybody who responded was like, 
and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, or like, sure. Drew was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) (laughs) I think that proved the guy right. Mm. Twitter like the way it stokes and enrages people and moves yeah. people to move and talk is almost exclusive to the actual platform. Like all the fire that's on Twitter and like all the unrest and stuff like that, mm. there's a threshold where it doesn't even break out of the Twitter sphere. But according to the Twitter sphere, since everything looks the same, it's just a feed. Yeah. You know, if it's on top of the feed, it's on top of the feed and everyone's going at it. Mm-hmm. You know, because the Twitter activities always seems the same. It's just infinite. In real life, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> and that's a good lesson for me. And yeah. I wanted to ask you a question about that. Okay. How do, how do you personally cope with everyone being dumb? <laughs> like, how do you do it? I guess it's kind of a radical acceptance thing. Did you think about this, you idiot? You're such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, we, we have different opinions and that's okay. And I don't have to agree with your opinion, but uh, sometimes it's frustrating still. I don't know. Like I have opinions about that letter, but I don't know if they're as strongly held as the people on Twitter going at it. You're not going to engage caps lock? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that's one of those gray area things like... There's certainly uh, aspects of the cancel culture that are like a little too extreme. People make mistakes. We should allow people to learn from their mistakes and to grow and not like ruin their fucking lives or some shitty thing they said. That doesn't mean we can't acknowledge that it was a shitty thing they said or did. Or, But uh, everyone's got their dirt, right? I, I can't wait for someone to dig through Scott Cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> find the shit i said uh, yeah i'm sure whatever it is we've all said horrible things on this cast yeah it's just that you know <laughs> <laughs> you're all complicit by the way just a little you know you're coming down with us talk so i think that's like where where people get lost is like it's either it's all or nothing it's like we need to stand up against this behavior and or like uh we should be allowed to joke and it's like not a big deal I think we should be allowed to stand up against this behavior, but it also I recognize that like not everything's malicious and sometimes things aren't intended malicious and they can feel that way. And that still sucks. And we should have a conversation about that, but we shouldn't fucking destroy somebody about it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's not how you get people to change. That's how you radicalize people. Like one of the thoughts about that situation mostly with the J.K. Rowling situation yeah. is like, so everyone's mad at her. They really don't like her. And uh, she's kind of coming at it with this cancel culture philosophy. But but she's also doubling down. I'm, I believe this and you can't mm-hmm. cancel me over this. And the funny thing about that is uh, I don't think anyone's really canceling J.K. Rowling and Harry Potter. Like no. she's going to get her money no matter what. Yeah. People are going to buy Harry Potter. Like they're not even giving that up. They're just retweeting Daniel Radcliffe and calling it a good conscious. <laughs> right. They're, they're just like, uh, whatever, she can have her royalty as a part of the pie. They're not going to cancel Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. So if she's not being affected, then like her addition to the, as a signatory is almost like, uh, come on. So as far as like the big open letter format, where all these people who are, you're, you're putting yourself on a list of like, what did you do? Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
if you expected anything but like a response, harsh response to that. And that's that's where I'm at with it. And it's just like, let's just let things have their due process. But at the same time, every time I'm on Twitter, I'm like, who am I going to yell at next? <laughs> you know, it's just a yelling machine. It's just what it is. I mean, that's kind of social media in general turn, turning into that, it seems. Yeah. David was saying uh, earlier that uh, Twitter doesn't have enough room for someone to, somebody to agree with you with nuance. Mm-hmm. You have to only outline negatives. That's true, yeah. You, you can't really make a full argument in 180 characters or whatever it is. Yeah, you have to do a tweet storm, which is seen as erratic. And right. people are like, oh, this person sent 19 tweets. Can you believe it? <laughs> then it doesn't read. Right. It's just not the right medium for that kind of thing. I think I th- that's probably the problem with the digital infinity. Mm-hmm. Is like when you move a conversation to only that, like you said earlier, it loses the human, the meat aspect, the emotion. Yeah. And like things get translated wonky on the other side of the glass. Mm-hmm. And so it's just all belligerent mm-hmm. and pokey. I kind of wonder about how we're going to come out on the other side from this pandemic situation too, in that a lot of our interactions have become this, uh, you know, internet based and like not really human connections anymore Yeah, for the last several months anyway. I mean, not that we don't, I mean, we still, here we are six feet across the table, but, (laughs) (laughs) and like we have our families and like, close friends sometimes that, that we're able to communicate with somewhat, but uh, it's it's been isolating even for people who are pretty isolated to begin with. When you go out into public and stuff, like are people on edge, do you think? Or, or do you think everyone's kind of like, for me, it's like I feel like my personal experience and it's, I know it's not everywhere. Mm-hmm. On average, people are more accepting? I would say that, yeah. That's been my experience. You know, but we're not like having in-depth conversations. It's more like commiserating in the situation we're in. You know, I think the mask, Mm -hmm. right? You put the face mask on and it covers your between your nose and your chin. Mm -hmm. Um, I think like that puts everyone on the same level as like, hey, I'm just out doing my shopping. Yeah, I would like to be a stranger in the crowd, please. And like, good. Yeah. (laughs) That's how we should be when we're shopping. I don't go there to socialize. Yeah. And I'm always worried that I've got this asshole face on when I'm in the grocery (laughs) store. I still smile at people when I pass them, even though they can't tell. Because that's just like a habit I picked up. And I've never smiled ever. (laughs) Like, I don't smile at people. I feel feel like, like, for me, I feel creepy putting on a smile mm-hmm. for other people, you know? So I, I try to be real. So I like keep my real face on, but my real face is like also the like, like anger, unaccepting of social niceties face. <laughs> yeah. You know? And then I bump into someone and I'm like, Oh, <laughs> do the high pitch apology thing. Mm-hmm. So with the mask, I don't have to worry about any of that. Non-threatening face. and Yeah, non-threatening face, and the only sound coming out of me is, oh! (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm like this little puppy Mm -hmm. in a crowd, a really socially distant puppy who minds his manners. Yeah. Harmless. (laughs) This doesn't have anything to do with anything, but I don't know why it just popped in my head. But on my way over here, uh, I was just driving up uh, Holbrook and there was like a guy on the corner. He, I think he was drunk. I don't know. It's like a white guy. And he, he like yells at me through my car window and he's like, hey, white boy, I got some cocaine for you. <laughs> well, like, how much? <laughs> I just kept driving, but oh. it was uh, unexpected. So I guess what like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that uh, an example of like people being more accommodating? <laughs> I think that would be an outlier in any year. <laughs> hey Robot Bendy's doing really well. Yeah. I don't want... I hope David doesn't feel bad that Robot David didn't have the same launch joy as Robot Bendy is enjoying. Because mm-hmm. I don't... I, I can't imagine smashing Robot Bendy. Yeah. Even beyond the fact we're never going to do a stage show in like th- for the next five years. <laughs> when I play Robot Bendy, it's just so nice. It's just so fun. Oh, shit. I'm an anamorph now. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to use that particular one for. It's just good to have for when you need it. Someday you will need it. Yeah. I mean, I suppose we do talk about like melding biologies together a lot. Yeah. Chimera creatures. Chimera? Chimera? We talk about that kind of stuff often. So. Oh, shit. I'm an anamorph now. Pew, 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 pew. Maybe. Oh, shit. I just re- remembered. I don't have any space news today. Do you have space news? Do you know anything that's happening in space? I don't have any space news. I've got something that can be kind of space news. I feel news. like. Elon Musk did some things, but I didn't really look at it. (laughs) Space News. Elon Musk banged Johnny Depp's girlfriend. Hmm. Turns out. I think that was in the news. I heard he uh, briefly endorsed Kanye for president and then backtracked and I didn't really read the details because I didn't care. But... (laughs) (laughs) That was that was the Musk news I had. Oh, okay. Let's try that again. <laughs> Space news. Elon Musk using satellites from outer space endorses Kanye West as president, then backtracks, according to Scott Cast's exclusive source, fan favorite, Ian Dixon Podking. How you doing? So you say that Elon Musk Mm -hmm. used space satellites to endorse Kanye West, who later was uh, sourced as having a manic episode and he kind of apologizes, like Mm -hmm. he backs it off. I don't know if he backs it off. Did he back it off? I don't know. I think he's still running for president. I think just Elon Musk just decided that he was, that was a bad choice. Yeah. Uh, I would have to find the story. I don't know. I just remember reading like a a headline and I didn't look any further. I remember there was, uh, like a a brief, like, like on the Twitter machine, you Mm -hmm. know, it's either 
rancor or it's just something completely weird. And for some reason, Grimes was trending. Like his girlfriend? Yeah. So I click it. Why is Grimes trending? What does she say? She didn't say anything. There's a picture of Elon Musk and Kanye West. And in a very small reflection between them on the glass behind them, you can see Grimes with a cell phone up to her face. Mm -hmm. And it's everybody pointing out Grimes in the picture of Kanye West and Elon Musk. I think on purpose to, to, you know, get them out of the algorithm. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about someone else for a minute. Let's talk about Grimes. I, I think that's when they discussed him being president and Elon was just like, yeah, yeah, go do it. I don't know. I can't even find the, the story. So I'm not going to pretend to know any details about it. This fan favorite Ian Dixon guy. Oh uh, yeah. I, I don't think he even knows <laughs> who I am. So like, why, why does he keep bugging me? Uh, <laughs> I think he's a pedo anyway. <laughs> I'm going to go watch a rocket. Thank you. <laughs> I think that's an Elon Musk accent. <laughs> Got castigators right in. Do I do a good Elon Musk? So that's space news. Space news. So yeah, man. Life is a highway these days, an information superhighway. Mm-hmm. And it's everything seems to hinge on how you grasp with it. Indeed. I was watching the Jetsons with Sabelle earlier. I got Boomerang, free mm-hmm. seven day trial to watch some classic Jetsons. Okay. I got the seven-day trial because I thought there would also be other classic cartoons, but the only cartoons they have are made from 2017 onwards, except for like two or three classic titles, Mm. including the Jetsons. Anyway. Lame. The Jetsons predicted the internet. Yeah. Is everything in the Jetsons like super old news now, except for like the spaceships? Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much everything. Except for like, we don't live in space. (laughs) Yeah. We don't live in space. We don't have spaceships. But I mean, technically, we do live in space, but we got 3D printers. We got ro- we got Roombas. Yeah, yeah. We got uh, Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. We got internet with the. They call it the newspaper TV. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, but the Jetsons was all about it, and like that gave me faith that Scott Cass. Mm-hmm. And a lot of our wild predictions are probably going to be heralded in the future as like, hey, these guys. Going to be what? Heralded. (laughs) (laughs) How's how's that? How's it go? Okay. (laughs) Tell me how it really goes. Heralded? No. Like Kumar? No. Yeah. No, you don't herald. Hark the herald angels. Glory be to the newborn king. It's my favorite Christmas carol. Why do you bring it up? Herald? Oh. The Herald Angels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I'm wrong. But maybe we will be heralded as uh, progenitors of the modern era. I yeah. feel like we're on our way. We're the slow drip of the future influence. Eventually, we will be mm-hmm. the one podcast to rule them all. Until then... We're not. Yeah. Slow and steady wins the race. That's right. I like this fussy IPA. Yeah. Let me give you the warm 
taste test. It's a little warm as the end of it. Mm-hmm. So you get more flavor when it's uh, like closer to room temp. Get more than you want. The snow is clearing. Mm-hmm. The dirt is a little red. And this grass is scattered. Roots are dry. But in the distance, you see a building being constructed. Mm-hmm. And past that, a CVS where a plastic bag is hanging in the air. Oh, it's that scene from American Beauty. Hmm. With the Kevin Spacey? Yeah, I haven't watched that in like 20 years. It's the scene where there's a plastic bag following the hipster. I vaguely recall that, yeah. That's what it tastes like right now. That was mostly my own spit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) We should do a full beer review podcast. I was thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Like Scott Cast, so much of our uh, growth is limited in the sense that, like, uh, it's difficult to promote esotericism. Yeah. Okay. What are some podcast ideas I could try out that are concrete? Uh, we could do a beer cast. Drew and I are trying out a podcast called Comics and Comics. Mm-hmm. The title is Twofold Purpose. Mm-hmm. First, it's about comedians and comic books. Mm-hmm. We talk about one on each episode, both of them, mm-hmm. like a comic section and a comic section. Okay. And the second is it sounds like we're comedians on a podcast. <laughs> comics and comics. Yeah. It sounds like we're, we're comedians talking about comics. Right. But we're not. We're just stealing all the pull that comedians and comics have. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be funny, though. I'm sure it'll be funny. It should just be dry, like we're talking, like like listing off the <laughs> artists on the comic book. Like, we give it a 9 out of 10. The writing could have been better, but the ink work was stellar. Drew? I give it a 7 out of 10. The themes were inconsistent. But overall, I liked it as a jaunt. Also, how would you proceed with that? Because, like, I've, I have my, uh, you know, reticence about potting with Drew. Mm-hmm. I want to do a good pod with him. I feel like he's got good pod energy. Yeah. You know? He's kind of a wild card, though. Bit gotta, of a wild card. Got to rein it in a little bit. How do you how do you rain in a wild card? You don't have no idea. I think idea. you gotta edit it after. <laughs> Just severe <laughs> editing. <laughs> That's fair. You let it happen and you edit it. Okay. Like I'll allow him to like like if he wants to record like a shitty version of it himself and mm-hmm. release the full audio, be my guess. Right. But I will edit. I will edit so severely we will take your two hours of rambling. And we'll turn it into 15 minutes of me talking by myself. <laughs> That's the only way to do it. I was I was wondering if like we could like uh, like incentivize him in some way to, you know, calm the squalor of his mind. Hmm. I think that's part of his uh, his energy, though. Yeah, but can can we BF Skinner him to like a like a domesticated pasture? <laughs> like, like give him like chocolates. Uh, I mean, probably, but I don't, I don't know. 
you'd have to have very specific target behaviors and I don't know uh, what where you would focus your energy with that. You know, catch this action, Jackson. Imagine you're the CIA and you got access to all the top technology in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, in your disposal is a, is a drone the size of a of a gnat that shoots darts that give someone a dopamine spike. Not enough to note for them to really notice, but it's effective. So you assign a few agents to the task. 24 hours a day, they follow you with this gnat bot. And every time you do something that they like, they shoot you with it. Mm -hmm. All in an effort to control your behavior. Mm -hmm. Do you think with like the right gnat provided dopamine hits on the right like random behaviors, you know, preordained by uh by some by some people programming this. Yeah. You think you think they could get people to bend to their will like little marionette puppeteers? I mean, assuming the correct dosage of dopamine hit. Yeah, technically that's uh sound science. Yes. Another invention on Scottcast. You're welcome, world. You know, I don't know if I should have uh, told the scientists all about that. Because every time we talk about a scientific concept. I mean, it would be a, a lot of work for like pretty minimal payoff. It would take a long time to really condition someone that way. But imagine you your targets have, like the president of the United States or, yeah. or like the president of Bulgaria, you know, if you can control a head of state, like, like every time a policy issue comes and up. And again, you'd have to rely on approximations of the behaviors you want happening. Oh, yeah. In order to shape it towards what you, what you really want. And that's sometimes not... Uh, not doable without some suggestion from well, how about the this? environment. Yeah. Imagine you're a politician who's against road reform. You're against changing the structure of the roads so that we get better roads. You, you're like, fuck infrastructure. I hate that. Mm-hmm. And you ran on that, yeah. you know, and, and people voted you in because people were tired of big infrastructure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, I'm making it up, <laughs> but Imagine that's your platform. Yeah. Big infrastructure gets a hold of one of these NAT bots. And they and they hire a task force 24-7 mm-hmm. to watch you. And every time an infrastructure project comes up, you know, that mm-hmm. they want you to vote yes on, or or just or even like any time infrastructure generally comes up, they they like bombard you with like an army of little net bots. Like every time you talk about infrastructure, like you, you, you cream yourself, like full on, <laughs> oh, ah, like, like orgiastic pleasure. It like, you, like it's so severe, you can't ignore it. You'd have to be very careful about what you're reinforcing. Because if I creamed my pants every time I said fuck infrastructure, then I'm going to be like fuck infrastructure all the time. Yeah, right, right. So, so you, you have to create a scenario where you're like yes infrastructure every time he says something like like politicians right like they they make language that 
that pads one side by mm-hmm. supporting the other. So every time he pads the side of infrastructure, you give him a little, you know, mm-hmm. give it a little boom, chicka, wah, wah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so every time he says a statement that like he means and like as like a as a cushioning blow so that he can deliver some final thing, like he he starts to get more happy about that part of the equation. Yeah. You know, he start he, he notices he's not as happy about blocking it as he is about it it creates a cognitive dissonance. Mhm. And that's the key. Got to get him to a cognitive dissonance that has enough tension that like a story that needs to finish. He can't help but clean himself up and say I'm a I'm for the roads. <laughs> I would I I think that technology is possible. Impractical for that sort of application. <laughs> <laughs> well, only because you assume the dosage of a net bot would be so low. Solve the dosage problem. That's the and only thing left. To, you'd have to control a lot of the environment. You think? Yeah. Like like well like if it's like over time, right? So if it's just very specific triggers so it'd be a lot of resources and a lot of time but but like you control off gradual changes why don't you just vote somebody else in and make those gradual changes that's a good point <laughs> yeah yeah it's money better spent lobbying yes <laughs> damn it yeah if you're gonna spend all that money you can just buy somebody who say yes somewhere <laughs> in the supply chain i'm sure these nat bots have a use email scottcast if you're gonna develop nat bots because we said so I'm determined to figure out who's who. Who this person who keeps feeding our secrets to top scientists is. Anyway, what did we learn today? Um, we learned that uh, weather in Michigan sucks, and that if we just keep plowing along, eventually we'll have some good ideas. Yeah, Natbots are not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, for some reason, people seem to enjoy uh, the view through our media lenses. Yeah. So we'll we'll keep doing that. I like that. We'll. That's what we vow. Yeah. You know, no matter what, we will continually filter reality through our media lenses for you. All right. So, uh, want to lead us out, Pod King? Uh, yeah, from the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast, we bid thee adieu. See you later, Scottcast Gators. All hail Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. Hey, uh, I love Scottcast. 